Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. Welcome to Legacy, a ministry of the uh, Sammy Tippett Ministries uh, that encompasses this entire world and so many different facets and aspects. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and welcome you to these uh, next 30 minutes or so where we'll be spending some time, hopefully, that will end up with encouragement for you to love your husband, love your wife more, and be able to be a better mom or dad to your children. I'm David Walker, and this is my wife, Shirley, and uh, this is Tex Tippett. And we're not real sure where Sammy went. He, just got, <laughs> he, he, had, he had other assignments in the kingdom, so it'll be the three of us today. And uh, we, had a, we had a good time in our last session as we, we moved into the subject of, of uh, the power of the word, the power of the tongue, the power of our, our spoken words, to, um, particularly to, to our husbands, to our wives. And so we, we kind of need to come back into that because it's, it's a very relevant uh, subject that at least it can be with with us and you two and last time Sammy suggested too. that Sammy got so much under conviction he just <laughs> yeah. didn't come back so we decided but uh, Tex what you know there's some different ways we, that we can that we can go with this um, uh, but what what if we talk a little bit about the, the power of, of, of words um, in our children's lives and maybe we could begin that by putting ourselves back several years to when we were a child and, and the effect of, of words from parents or grandparents, uncles or aunts, maybe mm-hmm. in our direction, what, what, how, that, how that has shaped even our view of who we are. In, anything like that come to mind in either of your, your memories? With my folks growing up, uh, my mom was probably a little bit more expressive, although my dad was very active, but uh, my mom and dad both encouraged me. And I had a grandmother, uh, more on my mom's side that I was around, that she encouraged me to. Um, so that was, that was I had a positive in that aspect as far as encouraging school and in sports. I love sports, and so they would be out there cheering for me and on on the sidelines and um i think having part of like in growing up in school they were able to come to my activities and just believed in in who i am i mean we had our hard times too as a as a Mm -hmm. family just like most of us do but um i think that's where some of my positive upbringing came in i mean there was the discipline because there's sometimes i wouldn't the ideal child, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can see where that discipline also, there were times that, that I was very strongly disciplined with words and in like spanking, and, uh, which I deserved, but I can mm-hmm. see how that even helped me where I am today in some disciplines because I had that. So there's a lot of different aspects in words and, and influence in my life from my parents and my grandmother. You know, Sammy mentioned last time that um, he, he doesn't mind receiving criticism or correction as long as there's a sense in his heart that the person who is bringing it to him cares about him, mm. loves him. I, I, I just think that goes back to childhood about as to what we, what we sensed um, from those that, that were our parents. Um, 
as to what they really felt about us, and that 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 toned what they what they said. Did you were you did I interrupt you? That's okay. I was just going to yeah. say that we can't underestimate the power of grandparents. Uh, yeah. You just see that over and over again. We watch mm-hmm. American Idol, and they were able to sing their their song dedicated to the person that had been significant in their life, mm-hmm. and many of them dedicated it to a grandmother who mm-hmm. just. Uh, saw in them and believed in them. And there are studies have been done that show, that uh, correlate the the frequency of um, delinquency to a child's relationship to his grandparents. Really? And it's greater correlation of less likely to be in trouble with the law if you have a good relationship with your grandparents than even with your own parents. So well, that's a challenge. I can say my grandmothers are two totally different women. And I, one of them, uh, the grandmother, really uh, challenged me in a spiritual way. And I could see uh, uh, she was real uh, outgoing in her aspect of her walk with Jesus. My other grandmother, who is precious too, mm-hmm. but she was more in the discipline and you're a hard worker. And, mm-hmm. and I think those, some of the, both of those have mm-hmm. affected my life. And I never mm-hmm. had thought about that aspect, but that, that yeah. is... Uh, that is interesting. So if you're out there, so you your grandkids, mm-hmm. <laughs> just know you, you, you know, it's no accident mm-hmm. that the Lord designed life and life spans to be such that, that you would see your children's children because they're, you're not, your work is not done. There's mm-hmm. just such a need to mm-hmm. plant that place of, and they get to be the encouragers, don't they? Aren't you loving yes. that? We have three grandchildren and one on the way. I'll announce mm-hmm. to the world that mm-hmm. our daughter and her husband are expecting the child in September, so be praying for that. But mm-hmm. yes, it, um, we have been able just to have fun basically with our grandkids. We have disciplined them at times uh, in love, and we've had to give them time out and uh, swat them on the, little bottom sometimes or swat their hands but as a whole we have just uh we try to be that encouragement to them and mm-hmm. and rescue their parents mm-hmm. so they could have some time alone and as we were talking about the subject i uh i just kept one of the great adventures for me was to coach evans when our youngest child is a boy and he was part of a soccer team mm-hmm. and there were about 10, 10 to 12 of these little Guys in second grade, you know, and they thought they got those shin guards on and they thought they were just the toughest <laughs> things that it ever. And I don't know anything about soccer, you know, but what I realized early on was how much they they just, you know, came out there with that, do I have what it takes look, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to be able to say back into them, boy, that was the best kick, you know, mm-hmm. are you just that place of encouragement, realizing I wasn't their mother or their father, but watching them like little uh, impatience that had been out in the hot sun too long and they were all wilted, you know, you just said words of encouragement and you could just see, you could just literally see it come back into You can't, it's like their little, uh, there's a book out, The Five Love Languages that talks, and one of them is that the words of affirmation, just filling up, it's like a car that is empty of gas and you put that gas and that gasoline in that car and the car can go, and it's the same with us with, as people, that mm-hmm. we've got emotional tanks, mm-hmm. and words of affirmation is one of them, and, uh, and different ways we can show love. A touch is another one. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just the physical touch, rubbing their head or mm-hmm. giving them a kiss. or I mean, there's so many different ways we can affirm people. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, um, I picked up Taylor, our five-year-old granddaughter, from school, and she had a painting. And what all it was was a piece of construction paper and it had 
five different colors just straight across. She'd color just uh, five different colors. And I told her, I said, that is so creative. And she said, what is creative? She <laughs> smiled and she said, what is creative? So I explained to her and she said, I said, we need to tell your mom and dad that you're creative. And so well, the first thing when we walked in mm. yesterday afternoon, mm. she said, tell them what I am. <laughs> and I said, and I said, Taylor is, and she said, creative. I mean, you just saw her just, wow. uh, it was a new word. And yet mm. putting that, that there's, there's something that's special about you, that you mm-hmm. are who you are and God's made you special mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. creating. What, what if we just, and I would like your, both of your takes on this. What, what when your children, um, they just needed to be disciplined they needed what to, yeah my children yeah they <laughs> needed they needed to be the grandkids they don't ever need to do this <laughs> yeah. but the, but the kids what mm. from from the word standpoint mm. um are, are there some is there a setting when you felt like that maybe you did it wrongly or another time when you felt like it you know that that connected i had to come down hard on them but that that connected and and what did that look like what what happened are you going to start? No, go ahead. Oh, no, I can't. I was thinking, ah, I know there's been so many times. The The tendency with me is that, that any situation, the snowball of all my past fears for this particular child or whatever can kind of get me to over-exaggerating or, you know, I mean, using always and never and those things that, that don't need to be said in the moment if, if you're going to be effective. And so um, that's where I've done it wrong. I think it's so important that you pull back and realize, let's just address this moment, this mm-hmm. situation. And because they have done this doesn't mean that they're going to do it the rest of their life. Uh, they may do it 10 more times, mm-hmm. but but to address it in a way that, that there can be. Um, and it's important, I think, when, especially when a kid's really messed up, that they realize that it's not, they've not been written it's not off. over. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not over. So. Yeah. And, and I would agree. I um Probably in our home, uh, not probably, it was, Sammy was more the disciplinarian because I always put it off on him. <laughs> I said, wait till your dad gets home. Now, that's a no-no. I, you know, I, if we had to do over again, we do have some regrets, and that is one up, that I did not, was not as active in discipline. And that was a choice that I learned, things I learned to do. Oh, so that's a mistake I learned from that. Um, but... Renee and Dave are so different. Dave is thirty-five, and Renee is thirty. And um, and how you how we disciplined Dave and spoke to Dave, like I said in the last time, was very firmly, you know, Dave. And I mean, we had to spank and spank, and he was just really stubborn. You wouldn't know that now necessarily. He has such a tender spirit, uh, although he's a very determined person, which is good under the guise of the spirit. So we disciplined him different and talked to him different than we did. We did it sometimes in the right way and sometimes in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But with Renee, I mean, Sammy would just speak to her. I mean, that deep voice, and mm-hmm. and I mean, she would just start crying. Mm-hmm. And the discipline with her was so different. I mean, we had to be more tender, yet still be firm. And so that's hard, though, sometimes to know. Uh, and again, we we learned, and we're learning. I mean, even today. You know, how do I speak into my child's life that it's life? And there's times that we don't. There's times that we've discouraged them and uh, maybe they thought we were saying one thing and we were really saying another, but somehow we weren't conveying to them. And, uh, you know, it's the, uh, there's a phenomenon, and maybe it's around the world, um, but it's, it's one of the 
procedures that parents will use to discipline their children. We call it time out, mm-hmm. you know, time out. Uh, that's, that's usually where the, the child is sent somewhere to have to be quiet, uh, away from toys and playing and, and others. It's, there are no words being spoken there. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. So how, how, effect, how effective is, is just not saying anything? At some point, where where there is maybe there's the need for discipline, um, can you say too much? I mean, do we always have as parents? Do we always have to be talking? Always have to be addressing? And I know that's you know depending on the age of the child, that can have something to do with it. But is it ever true that silence is more, less is more? Would you think? I definitely think that you always have to leave room in discipline with your children. You want them to be clearly understanding. This is what these are the boundaries. This is what was wrong. This this is the issue, but for the Holy Spirit to work in their hearts, and that I mean that's our own, that's our hope is mm-hmm. that I mean we can control them to the extent that we can tie them in a seat, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we can't change their heart. Only the Lord can do that. And so those those places, uh, I think that we're as parents that we maybe we would look back and say that was the right thing to do. We said what needed to be said, but then we withdrew from the situation and sometimes got in our bedrooms mm-hmm. and closed the door and got our faces in the mm-hmm. carpet and cried out for the Holy Spirit to come and send the gift of repentance. Mm-hmm. And with the confidence, I mean, we pray, I pray that for myself. There's times when I know what's right. I just don't want to do it. And I need heaven to come and bring conviction to my heart. So with confidence, I can pray that way for my kids because I've known God to do that in my life. Then you just know, you see it on their faces, the change that has come because the Spirit of God has dealt with with it to a greater degree than than you even knew to. And you see too, Shirley, uh, the time out is that when there's that quiet that that can even spill over into their time out or time alone with Jesus. That sometimes we say so much and we're or we're talking so much in our time alone with Him that it crowds out what He mm-hmm. wants to speak in our hearts. We don't give Him time to speak. And I think too, one thing um, with kids, from my perspective, is just there have been times where Sam and I both have corrected our children. We were wrong. And we jumped to conclusions by what we saw or what we heard. And we had to go back to him and say, mm-hmm. you know, I was wrong. You know, maybe uh, Renee or Dave were, were acting one way and I took it the wrong way and corrected them. Then I had to go back and say, I was wrong. Would you mm-hmm. forgive me? And mm-hmm. that just opens up the door, too, I think, mm-hmm. with them for respect. And mm-hmm. saying, you know, my mom and dad, they love me enough to correct me, but they also love me enough that they'll come back and say I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So those words can be healing. You know, that I've been thinking as, as I was listening to you all, you all talk particularly about, about the, the tendency that we can have as parents to, to throw out these broad strokes mm-hmm. in order to make, an, make a point. You know, we're trying to get them, you've done a bad thing, but we end up saying you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be, we just have to be pierced and checked and stopped and repent for, for that and prayerfully. That'll never come out of our mouths. It's, you know, the, the, the Lord's dealing with us is that he, he is, he's determined and he's diligent to point out the specific sins. But he does not just with a broad stroke paint failure and loser mm-hmm. and you're never going to be able to amount to anything. How many, you know, adults, uh, grown, grown up children, 
um, are having to live out from under words that were spoken, these, these broad strokes, uh, an accusatory, condemning statement that you're never going to match anything, it's no, you're never going to uh, uh, be anything other than just, uh, than just to lose, you're a bad person. And that, that can, just as much as the encouragement can shape, this, this other side can, can shape as well. Uh, one, of the, one of the words um, that we use to speak of, the, the evil one, the fallen one, Satan, is the word devil. Mm-hmm. And the word, the word devil uh, comes from a Greek word, diabolos, and it, mean, it literally means to throw between, to throw between. And it means that the idea is that, and it's translated the accuser, the accuser, the one who plants something in between two individuals, sticks something in right here that will that will cause uh, either or both of them to have distorted views of the other, based upon what this this outside word or statement is. Mm-hmm. And and the enemy will accuse us before the Father, and he will accuse the Father to us. But he's steadily accusing. But that's that's all he's going to ever do. He's not going to speak the truth. He's always going to accuse and and uh, try to uh, sound as if we're guilty of everything. We'll never be able to rise above uh, any any failure that we might have been in. And and I, this is a scary thought. But but how parents can even be used mm. of the devil to to speak accusing words to our children that leave them with a with this with this broad sense of I'm I'm not any good I'll I'll never amount to anything and so we wonder why they end up going into certain things but we we have spoken we've spoken for the devil in, mm-hmm. into the life. Now, it isn't at all to say we're supposed to say there's nothing but righteousness in you you know you're nothing but a great little kid there's a difference between Saying this was wrong, and here's why this is wrong. You 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 violate a rule here, and there's going to be punishment for that. There there are going to be consequences for that. But that isn't the same to say that this is all your whole life is going to ever be nothing but one failure after another failure after the failure. It's we, life. We don't want, yeah. Yeah. You're speaking life into yeah. them. That's your hope. And yeah. one of the things with we're because we're in full time ministry, a lot of people. Now, people sometimes assume that our kids were going to go into full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And one thing we predetermined before uh, we had children, we said, Lord, you know, whatever you have for our kids, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in, quote, full-time ministry, Mm -hmm. like we're doing as far as ministerial, or whether it's full-time ministry in the secular Mm -hmm. business world, there's just as much need. And we, we spoke that to our kids. We said... You know, you are a unique individual, and mm-hmm. we just ask for you to be used, however, the Lord. And mm-hmm. God has had called Dave mm-hmm. into full-time ministry, whereas Renee works with her brother in his ministry and in their ministry. But her heart is different in some ways. I mean, she has a heart and a passion. And yet, so it's, so they're both they're unique, and yet God used them both in different ways. And so I think... Mm-hmm freeing our kids up that you may not be a David Walker or Sammy Tippett or Shirley or Tex, which that's, that's good. <laughs> There's only one. But uh, that, they, that they're who they are. And I think that's important as parents that we just say, you know, God's got a special plan for your life. Yeah. You, you, some, there's a statement that you make that you make that you've heard somewhere that says that the person that praises your 
children will control your children. Mm. And it's, it's such a true word in their teenage years. Mm. But no, I don't, I want to be the one that, that my kids know can, can be an encourager to them mm-hmm. and is, will affirm what is really their, their strengths That's good. are. Mm-hmm. That's good. But you see so many times as parents, we have the tendency, especially if we weren't brought up in a home where we knew Christ or we were brought up in a home, but we made bad mistakes. Mm-hmm. We don't want our kids to have to make our mistakes. But they're going to make some mistakes, you know, and so to not put upon them so much fear and doubt about their ability to make the right choices, it's just important that we encourage them. And our our son, his testimony is that he did make a wrong choice when he went to the university. I mean, he said um, he was living for the Lord. He started making wrong choices, and he came to the point where he even doubted that God existed. And like with y'all, there were many nights that where our pillow was wet with tears, and yet we kept saying, God... Would you do the work in our son that only mm-hmm. you can do? And because of that, what Dave walked through, mm-hmm. God used has used him and Renee also in some ways when she wasn't walking with the Lord at the university. They can speak into kids' lives now that are walking through what they've walked through. And so God took what seemed so hard at that time and has used mm-hmm. their words to speak into young people's lives. And mm-hmm. is changing through the word and through the spirit and those kids making choices to go God's way. And so, um, you know. That's the hardest thing. It is. You know, that they've got to grow into their own relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and we cannot expect that we're going to be able to fast track them past some of the, the points along the road that the Lord is going to allow in order for them to, to, to grow stronger and, and, to, and to mature. They're going to have to go through some battles. They're going to have to go through some challenges to their thought processes. And it just brings us back to the place as parents of who are we trusting mm-hmm. in this? You know, am I trusting the Lord? Really trusting the Lord? Or is that just good theory that he's going to finish what he started um, with with my children? And and it's in those places, i tell you, Tex, um, just, just from you know, and not necessarily as a child, but but being someone, just a, a Christian trying to grow. It's especially at the places when I'm struggling that I have needed the words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just this these reams of correction and correction, and let me help you with your conviction. But it's if the if the spirit truly is living in inside our our children, there's got to be. Just, just like with us, what you know, what withers us, and what wants us, to, it, it raises up something in us to keep pressing on for God. We may be a way away from God, but if I'm just not getting nothing, but you're so far away from God, you need to straighten this up. You got to stop that. Well, if somewhere along the line those standards have been placed within their hearts, mm-hmm. it it may it may be that. And again, I'm. This is autobiographical. I'm just. I remember that some of the loudest voices to me that I that were such sweet hope were when I when I would be in a time of real struggle, real disheartenment, mm-hmm. trying to find my way. But there would be a clear beacon of hope, a clear word of, "You're not going to die here. Yeah. God's mm-hmm. going to take you through. Yeah, he, God has a way. God has a plan. Uh, he loves you. He loves you. He, he, yes, there's sin." But the scripture says there's always going to be more grace than there is sin. Always going to be more grace. You never come up with more sin that will exhaust the, the abundance of grace. 
That's one thing Dave said whenever, after he came back to the Lord, he I was supposed to go share with some moms about praying for their kids, and and I was struggling with it, and Dave leaned over the, the balcony at our house, and he said, Mom, there's two things you can tell him. He said, one is that you loved me, even in my sin, what you're talking about, God's grace. Mm-hmm. And second is that you always said that you were having people pray for me mm-hmm. and that God would bring people across my path that could speak into my life mm-hmm. whenever I wasn't listening to my parents. And so mm-hmm. I think even that, that Dave yes. knew he was walking the wrong way, and yet yeah. he knew that, that, that he, that, I mean, we're sinners saved by grace, we belong mm-hmm. it, and yet he knew that our heart was to, to be on the Word and to point mm-hmm. them to the Word. And even in our sin, when we failed them, that he saw that the Word was strong mm-hmm. and that that was our heart. So, you know, it, it's such a blessing, you know, that you come, like she said, you come back to the cross, that Jesus mm-hmm. is our foundation where we can come back to point our kids to. And, uh, you know, it's encouraging. Amen. 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 Cheryl? Well, I think a great place for all of us to leave today uh, would be to think about those that we love, our spouses and our children, maybe our coworkers, uh, mm-hmm. maybe when we, I, more times than once, we've been driving through a fast food place and we get to the thing to pay for the food or whatever. And, and this one has said, you know, you just really have a friendly voice over the You just really do your job well. And we've seen, I've seen grown men with tears well up in their face. May have been the only thing positive that had been said to them all day. Say, Mm. thank you so much. I mean, we have that potential to speak life and encouragement to life. So the uh, assignment is just to think, how can can I finish this phrase for the ones that, you know, you're really good at. Mm-hmm. This is something you're really good at, mm-hmm. um, and, and to be able to speak that into the you know, I remember too. that this back to the soccer years when when these little second graders and there was there was a little guy named Andrew who was on the who was on the team and and at that point in his life he was pretty pudgy. He, right now he's grown up and he's just all bulked up and and just a just a real well fit, well built uh, young man now. But at that time he was. You know he was he was kind of kind of chubby, and therefore he couldn't run as fast as mm-hmm. the other boys. But but I, I don't think I'll ever forget the day that that Shirley put him in. She was the coach and put Andrew in at the position of forward, mm-hmm. which is you all around the world will will know what the forward does. It's uh, the one who gets to make the goals and is all running the fastest and has to be good with the feet, and, but has a shot at the goal. And, and, and Andrew, who had been relegated to being way back in the back as, as a defender or sometimes I think you'd play, let him play goalie, but he was at the front and mm-hmm. he was the forward. You could just see it. All over mm-hmm. that kid's face, and I, he maybe made a goal or something mm-hmm. that 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 on that in that one game, but there was just a little you know a a, a little point of encouragement. And I bet you, if we ask Andrew about what he remembers of that year of soccer, he'd say, "You know, the day I played forward." <laughs> yeah, may, may the Lord give us the ability to to recognize those moments mm-hmm. with with our with our children and with our spouses. Mm-hmm. You know that there's there are there are specific. Uh, moments where where that 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 fitted word can come uh, from us as a parent or or uh, um, as a spouse that that could just change everything just just make it uh, uh, 
uh, give a whole new hue, a whole different sense to the perspective of life on that, that particular day. I think one of the good things about this broadcast text, and surely, is that we're, we're not trying to be real theoretical. We're not trying to um, do a what if and, and um, create some imaginary situations. These are, these are real life mm-hmm. things we're trying to talk through and because we believe that that's, that's what Christian brothers and sisters and Christian families uh, all over the world uh, need help with, need encouragement in that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're not crazy. You're not, you're, you're not blowing it. If you have a, an independent minded child mm-hmm. or you're not blowing it. If, if you see that, that, that perhaps some of the effect of your words and one of their children can just, can just crush them, can cripple them. Well, if the Lord gives us eyes to see what we need to see, if, if we're wanting him to, if we're saying, Lord, show me, help mm-hmm. me to understand how to, how to encourage my children. Give me the ability to encourage my husband, encourage my wife um, as your own mouthpiece into their, into their lives. The Lord by his Spirit able to, is able to do that, and we believe that, that he is able to do that and want to encourage you to just seek his face. Lord, help me to, to be able to be a depositor of life uh, into those around me. That that means so much to me. Tex, why, why don't you lead us in prayer, if you if you could, as we as we get ready to go. Father, we do want to thank you that you deposited um, your Son Jesus into our lives, and and as you gave so freely of your Son, in order that we might know you personally. I thank you that you would allow us to be those um, vehicles, Father, that would. Uh, share, share and show the love of Jesus to others. And even in our weaknesses when we don't and we fail and blow it, I thank you that you would uh, let the Jesus shine through. And mm-hmm. Lord, I thank you for uh, relationships that because you had a relationship with us, we can have a relationship with others. That that the horizontal and the vertical can flow uh, from from you to them and to us. And so we would ask, we pray, there's homes out there that... Uh, that are struggling, that mm. don't have those healthy relationships and don't speak words of affirmation and words of love, but there's harshness and there's bitterness and there's anger. And, and we don't know the cause or the root, but Father, we would ask that you would heal the hurts mm. in, in children's hearts and parents' hearts and spouses' hearts and relatives and friends. Father, we would ask that you'd go deep and let your healing balm of of God's grace just cover those hurts. And Father, where there's a need to be forgiven, that uh, they would be forgiven. Where there's a need to forgive, that that they would forgive. We just thank you for who you are in each one of our lives. And pray that, uh, Father, there's ones that might not know Jesus, Mm -hmm. that that we've talked about today. Would you would you allow them just to call into your name and say, Jesus, I need you, save mm-hmm. me. And as they turn from their way of life and turn to you, that you would come in and make mm-hmm. them whole. Mm-hmm. And I just thank you for um, ones that have prayed that, Father, you'd bring them to a church, to a body of believers that would help them to grow as a mm-hmm. family, a family of believers. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tex. And thank you to each one of you uh, who have been a part of the broadcast today. This, it's such a joy to realize that, that God is doing things around the world. We, we get reports back from, from uh, different ones of you literally around the world saying that you've been refreshed and you're keeping up with the, the broadcast because they seem to be 
uh, a place of real hope. So may the Lord bless you this week until we get together again. God bless you. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit sammytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.